please welcome your host. Nice and warm sound on the mic. Just imagine that you found this recording in a dusty bin uh, at the Goodwill construction site. That's nice and warm. Um, no one ever wants to bite the bullet, except for these guys. These guys love it. All right, I was hoping, I was hoping you would, because I, I've been. I, last time you came here, I didn't give you a proper introduction. So I'd like to rectify that. Ladies and gentlemen, this is one of my absolute favorite comics in the Bay. I don't know if you've been keeping track of Pam's stats, but a lot of motherfuckers listen to this uh, who we can't see or hear, they're like ghosts. But I love this comic. One time uh, I asked him, I was like, Jim, would you do my show? And he said, uh, you know, I'm taking a break from comedy and then I'd, so I want someone else's show. So make some noise for Jim McVeigh. Yeah, sorry for not doing your shows. I do. Uh, I I have some mental health problems that I have to work through, and sometimes I'm like, dang, I can't. I just have to give up on my dreams and just sleep in or whatever. Uh, cool. Um, they say you should dress for the job that you want, not the job that you have. So I showed up to work wearing my boss's skin uh, and they got really mad. I was looking at my resume. I think I'm, I'm, I think that joke is done. I don't have to say it at Mike's anymore. Uh, cool. Uh, I was looking at my resume and I was like, dang, in a pinch, my resume could double as a suicide note. All I'd have to do is just sign it and I think the police would figure it out. They'd be like, wait a minute, are these jobs or reasons? Anyway, because they are reasons. Five years in an auto parts store. Dang, this kid was sad. What's the next joke? Um, Cool. I don't know if it's so much as biting the bullet as just, I mean, I think we're all, it's weird seeing this many wet people at the same time. Look at you all. You're all wet. It's so weird taking anyone seriously while being wet. Look at you. You're not, you're not wet, but everyone else is wet. Uh, okay, great. It was weird. The other day, I think I'm through with weed. I got too high to handle the concept of twins. I was on, I was on a train. I sat down in front of two twins and I was like, uh, uh-uh, I gotta go. I moved to a different car because it, it was, it was weird to me seeing twins because it was, I was, part of me was like, no, you don't get to be two. I'm barely one. Like you, I don't want to see two. I don't want to see someone get two 
when I'm okay. I think we got the premise though. Um, you get it for some, for some reason, like I had all these weird fucked up, like ignorant thoughts about twins where I was just, it just seemed like, you know, like what did you, is that what happens when you break a mirror? The reflection comes like, it was just, it was so dumb and I was just too high and I just couldn't, I couldn't like, um, it, it just seemed weird to me to like, Hold on. There was one punchline that I wrote. Where I like came here and I'm like, just do the. Um, I don't know. I it's interesting to me that we don't like, like we don't, like we don't treat these people like gods the way you think we would. Like I I feel like, what is it though? Seriously, what is the punchline? Um, this is gonna. This is like I have a hard time sleeping, and if I don't remember the joke I wrote. I'm gonna lose it. It's so it's so frustrating to me. I'm clenching. I'm physically clenching my ass right now. I'm doing a kegel because I cannot find. And everyone's wet, and it's just it's a it's very humid. Uh, listening audience, you gotta understand. Uh, it's very steamy. I'm. I just had a haircut, and I'm self conscious. Uh, what the fuck is this punchline? We don't have to do. I could just move on to other jokes, but I was excited about that. Cool. I am through with weed. I if I want to feel like the way that I move my body is wrong and everybody is talking about it, I'll just go lift weights at the gym. There's always some guy there being like, "Hey, don't do that." And I'm like, "Do what?" Anyway, cool. Um are those fake laughs? Can I can I count those? I'm just like, "Are you being supportive or is that funny?" Cool, cool, cool. I don't know why. I'm not trying to alienate, but um, look how insecure I am. Dude, this fucking show thing. Uh, I, I have young parents. My father is five years old. Cool. Um, I had to make change. I had to, I had to break a 50 at a dollar store. It uh, went out of business. Uh, I'm trying to get my beach body ready. I'm just not sure which outfit to wash up in. Um, let me just, how much time does old Jimmy here have? Okay, two, great, 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 great. Um, went to a hypnotist for binge eating and it worked. I don't have any more money for food. Are you, are you filming me? Okay. Oh God! Because like part of me is like I can't handle people listening to the audio of this, this. But someone's seeing. I mean, that's not going to get any views or anything. Oh, it would be so funny though, or it would be funnier if you were watching just like a better comedian. If you're just like, uh huh, and you're just like watching Dave Chappelle, the new Chris Chris Rock special. Cool. Uh, baking is a pain. I'm learning how to bake, and a recipe called for a cup and a half of sugar. So I had to tear open like 90 sugar packets. Uh, I had to go to the Starbucks like three times. Cool. Um, and what was the last thing? These are almost done. I don't have to do these so much anymore. The, uh, I went to go buy a couch. The salesman was like, this, this is, an, this is an expensive couch. This is a big decision. Why don't you go ahead and make yourself at home? So... I sat down and I started crying on it. It was a good couch. Uh, I really like that I got to cut the North Bay comics in line. Um, 
I will race you to the next mic. Race you to the next mic. I'm gonna you all right, you're gonna see fire under these feet. Um you guys have been so great. Thank you for letting thank you for the stage time. Thank you for suffering through this uh new bit. I appreciate it. Do you really expect me to obey? What a remarkable feat of physical comedy. Truly a set to remember. Your next comic resembles the guy on the packages of 10 for $2 socks I buy, Jeff Dean. Everybody, give it up. Yeah. I, uh, I got a new girlfriend. Pretty excited. She, um, she's great. On, on one of our first dates, she, uh, she called me out for having a, a big ego. And uh, I told her later, I said, you know why I love you is because you're not afraid to call me out of my bullshit, you know? And I should have never told her that because now she bullies me constantly. So she, um, now, but she makes me a better person because now I don't have an ego. I was able to shed my ego. In fact, now I'm, I'm deeply insecure. So much better. Um, we watch movies together. The other day we were scrolling through movies. I saw, uh, Big Daddy with Adam Sandler. I was one of my favorite movies. I was like, "Have you seen this?" She had not seen it, and I was excited to share this movie with her. I was like, "You want to watch it?" She said, "She was like, no." She looked up the Rotten Tomatoes score. It had a forty percent. Like, how am I supposed to argue with that? I hate Rotten Tomatoes. It's like if I feel stupid, you know, like what because I like Big Daddy. It has a forty percent. Like, am I some dumb simpleton? What does that make me? You know, or like if I watch a movie that's highly rated i'm like okay this is gonna be a good one and i don't like it then i feel even more stupid it's like obviously i don't appreciate art you know i don't understand it you know obviously i missed the underlying motif you know it's like that's how i feel i feel the same way after reading a poem that doesn't rhyme you know like i'm supposed to get something i don't get it you know it's frustrating so we, I convinced her to watch the movie, though, despite everything, and she liked it. Thank God, because I was so nervous the whole movie, just staring at her like, do you like it, you know? And, um, like, I don't know, I was just, I was, it was, t- like, terrible. I'm just staring at her the whole time, just hoping, and I'm thinking, like, is this how Adam Sandler feels when people watch his movies, you know? And that's when I thought, Adam Sandler, that guy is brave, Adam Sandler, you know? Because he keeps coming out with shitty movies that nobody likes. And you know what? He keeps doing it. That's brave. He, he came out of the movie Grown Ups, got a 10% on Rotten Tomatoes. And you know what he did? He looked his critics dead in the eye, and he made a sequel to that movie. That's how brave he is. I think it's brave to, like, for instance, be like a plus-size model. I think that's brave. But I think it's also brave to be Adam Sandler, you know? And I'm brave for liking Big Daddy publicly, you know? I think so. What do you guys think? You can leave, Jim. It's okay, all right? Bye. Um, how much time do I have? Oh, okay. I was looking on, uh, I was, I, you know, she, she, she told me, she said, Jeff, you can, you can go against the tomato meter, you know? So I was pretty, I was feeling pretty good about myself. That's why I love her. You know, I was going on Rotten Tomatoes. I was looking at the bad reviews of Big Daddy 
And I was thinking, you know what? These are bullshit. One guy, he left a review in 2010. That movie came out in 1998. Who the fuck is this guy? What kind of blog is he running? Writing reviews 11, 10, 12 years later, you know? Like, I, it's going to be on there like, oh, this week I'm reviewing Shape of Water, Oscar winner. Next week, to get ready for my hard-hitting review of She's All That with Freddie Prince Jr., you know? Like... Did he mean to do this? Like, I, I, I feel like he was just being lazy and he was just like watching the USA channel at like noon, you know, on a Saturday. And he's like, I haven't gotten any work done today. I'll just review this movie that I started halfway through, you know, reading the reviews, like commercial breaks come on at inopportune times. Not a fan of that. Anyway. I hate it. I hate Rotten Tomatoes, guys. It's stupid. And no one else should like it either. So, yeah. Do you like it? Good. You don't want to know what would happen if you answered that question differently. I'm a very aggressive comic. As you can see, I'm very... So, anyway. I'm Jeff Dean. That was my time. Thanks, guys. Um, my girl goes down like Scuba Steve. Rotten Tomatoes is horrible. I, I don't know if you heard that racists tried to go on Rotten Tomatoes and ruin the Black Panther. But luckily, that's the only thing racists have ever tried to ruin. Make some noise for Kayla Keller. Hey guys, just wait while I swallow my gum really quick for you. Um, I think the thing, the secret is that having kids is actually way more fun than people want you to think it is, right? Because it sounds so terrible at first. But I'm starting to learn that uh, I'm just employed by them and they're really kind of fucked up bosses. It's like working for a company where no one knows what's going on and I have to make encouraging remarks to like keep it afloat without overstepping like I'm just like I don't know I don't think we should have ice cream for breakfast again oh you think we do I don't know if it's that might not look it on the spreadsheet okay we well we can do it we can make it happen ice cream again sure let's just keep it going we don't need to worry about it it's fine I like making arbitrary rules for my kids just rules that are enforced because they were my rules growing up it's just like a college hazing like I don't know why I do it I just keep it going and they uh they'll ask me like well why can't we have that for breakfast and I'm like you know that's a great question I don't actually know the answer to that I'm just going to enforce this arbitrarily for you guys that's what happened to me uh we can ask your grandma she's here she moved my mom moved in with us recently and she always overrides my parenting decisions and she's like this is not my first rodeo and I'm like I know I was there for the first one which is why I'm concerned right now I was there for it I know what you do uh, but it's it's okay. They're uh, they're getting older and they're getting to the point where they can ask me like meaningful questions about things, and I realize I can just shape their whole worldview. So she'll be like, my daughter will come to me and she'll be like, why did that guy do that at the park? And I'm just like, because men are all trash. I don't know. <laughs> they're all terrible, trashy people. And she's like, well, what about my brother? I'm like, yeah, him too. He's not looking good. He's two, and it's already on the outs for that kid, that fucking kid. He has one testicle. 
Like we think he might have two. Every time we go to the pediatrician, he has to dig around in there like he's fishing for change in a couch. And my son just looks at me like, is this supposed to be happening to me? And I'm like, yeah, I know. It's, it's fucking weird, but just let it happen. Like, I feel like it's going to set him up for weird expectations as he ages, <laughs> you know? He's just like, well, there's an old man that used to grab in my ball sack all day, and I kind of liked it. It kind of made me awkward, and I kind of liked it, and that's why I'm here now. $200? Okay, $200. Got $200. Uh, but yeah, I, I don't have a college fund for them. I don't really give a shit. People ask me all the time, like, are you concerned about their future? And I'm like, no, I'm hoarding rifles and dried corn in the basement, because I feel like that's going to be equally helpful to them in the changing social climate. Like, I have no idea what they're gonna need when they grow up. Like, they, are they gonna need to ace an SAT, or are they gonna need to know how to grow tomatoes and fucking farm tilapia in the backyard, because anything can happen at this point. Um, but, you know, it's, it's interesting to me, because I have, like I said, two girls and one boy, and like, I don't wanna be sexist, but, but it is true, like, from the time little boys realize they have a dick, it's completely concerning to them. Like every time I take my son's clothes off, he checks to make sure it hasn't fallen off. Like every single time. And he doesn't even know what he uses it for. Like he doesn't even know it's the keys to the castle and he's already incredibly concerned about its whereabouts. <laughs> like the other day I took off his diaper and he just looked down and grabbed it and was like, woohoo! And I was like, woohoo, I know. Uh, I had to stop showering with my kids because it was getting weird for them. Like I would always like help them get clean and then one day my daughter just reached up like into my vagina and was washing it off and I had to like be like, oh, like I didn't want to be like, fuck, oh my God, okay, thank you. Like I didn't want to scar her but I had to be like, Jesus, great, thank you so much. It's so sweet of you, sweetheart. I, I love it but please don't touch mom's vagina like that anymore. <laughs> they were fighting over my tits the other day. They just sat on my lap and my daughter reached her hand in my shirt. <laughs> and grabbed my tit, and she's like, this is my tit. And, he, and my husband was like, I know. I know it's your tit. I'm aware. And my son grabbed the other one. He's like, well, this one's mine. And they were just like fighting over it, like a territorial dispute. And finally, I just had to like just drop them all on the floor and be like, they're my fucking tits, OK? Like, I get one thing. I get one goddamn thing in this house, and it's my tits. Uh, but my newborn's not too happy about it, because she doesn't get one either. She doesn't get anything either. She's like, she's the last one, and so she gets nothing. Like, I cared so much about my daughter. I was very concerned about what she needed. The last one, I'm just like, sink or float. I don't fucking know. Have your sister make your breakfast. All right, guys, I'm going to get out of here. It's been my time. Um, I had a very memorable night with your next comic, and I hope someday we can do it again. Make some noise for Chris Ferdinandson. Very memorable night me and Warhol had. And we'll have sex again, Warhol. Don't worry about it, dude. Don't worry about it. All right. You guys remember you first started jerking off? You guys remember that time? For a long time, I wouldn't even jerk off. I would just find a good crease in my sheets and fuck the shit out of it. Like, I would just, like, put, like, a pillow next to the mattress and just, like, mount it. And it's like, fuck, like, just imagine my 12-year-old booty just bumping up and down in the moonlight in my little bedroom when I'm 12 years old. And then it would just shake for a second, and then nothing would come out for a long time until I was late, later on. I didn't even jerk off until someone at school was like, hey, Chris, go fuck yourself. And I'm like, I'm going to fucking try that move 
I'm going to try that move. I'm going to see what's up. And apparently it's the way to go. I haven't gone back ever since. I'll still get it started with my old pal, the Cree, sure. But I finished with, with my hand like a man because I've grown up now. I remember the first time stuff came out. You guys remember the first time stuff came out? First time stuff came out for me was December 26, 2006. I remember it specifically. It was the day after Christmas. And I know that because on that Christmas, as a scientifically driven young man, my parents got me a toy microscope set. Now, what do you think a scientifically driven young Chris Fernance is going to do with this mysterious liquid that came out of his body for the first time? I'm going to put that shit on the scope, dude. Put that shit on the scope. See what I can see. Learn more about me. You know, I felt like I could look into my jizz close up and learn more about who I am. I thought that that was possible. So I got the light. I got the whatever sort of material I could on the blank slide they gave me. I got the light under it. I got the zoom. What I thought was right. I looked in. It was all blurry. I didn't know how microscopes worked. I didn't know how to work it. Then we go back to school. The first lesson we start to learn about it is, is how microscopes work and how to use them. And I'm taking diligent fucking notes. I'm like, I'm like underlining shit. I'm asking questions. People are like, Chris is really into it today. Chris is about this today. I'm like, no, no. Use Omni's all this information to go home and look at my jizz close up. No one knows. So I'm going. So I go home. I get a fresh sample. I got the blank slide. I got the light under. I got the zoom right. I got the light right, and I saw my cum perfectly. It was a perfect circle with a bunch of little headshots in my face, just floating around, just bumping into each other, just like pick me, pick me, pick me. It's a beautiful thing. A beautiful thing. I feel like I look like uh, Ellen DeGeneres in her skateboarding days. Like I don't know who invented the scissor flip, but I'm pretty sure I know who invented the scissor flip. You know what I'm saying? This guy knows what I'm saying. Fuck yeah. I used to drive a, a big old work truck around. She was a big old lesbian. I named her Frankie. Big old hardworking lesbian Frankie. Fuck yeah, dude. When I, I used to fill her, fill her up with a bunch of gas because she took a whole lot of gas. She's a big old work truck. But I didn't like to think of it like filling up my car full of gas. I thought of it like getting Frankie a present. Like I thought of it like... I don't know, $60 of gas, that's like a ticket to an Aretha Franklin show, you know? Like, there you go, lesbian car, go have a good time. Go hang out in the parking lot with all the other PT Cruisers and fucking, uh, what, what's some other lesbian cars? Subarus, a Subaru is a lesbian car. A Bug, yeah, yeah. A Bug is the gay version of a PT Cruiser. Lesbians drive a PT Cruiser, gay dudes drive the Bug. That's all good, It's all good. No one cares. I, I drive a big truck still, not because I have a small dick, but because I love free couches. Just love free couches so much. I had a free couch. I had an outside couch at one of my houses, and we had a fire pit next to it because that's what you do with free couches. And uh, I, I had the fire going one time, and then I thought it was out enough, and then I went back inside, and I looked through... <laughs> I don't even look through my blinds. I just see this orange glow coming from one of my blinds. And I look out, and my couch is on fire in the backyard, just aflame. And I run into my roommate. I'm like, Nate, Nate, the couch is on fire. Nate fi starts filling up a Brita from the sink. He starts filling up a Brita. Like, he doesn't know. He's not prepared for this. He's not a fireman. He doesn't know. He's not a boy scout. He doesn't know this, what to do. He's filling up a Brita to get some fucking filtered water to fucking go pour on this shit. He's like, okay, yeah, once that filters in 20 minutes, we can go pour some clean water. Like... A, a, a couple cups of clean water on this fucking fire. That's what we can do. It's like, get a fucking hose, dude. You don't need to be a fireman to know that shit. You don't. Uh, I, I cut down a tree today. I don't like to cut down trees, but people who watch me do it think that I love it because I'm so fucking good at it. They're like, it's my job. It's my job. So they're like, oh, you want to, you just look at all these trees. You just see money you want to cut down, huh? You just like, I hate cutting down trees. It's hard work, but I will look at trees for a long time and fantasize and be like, man, I want to take in those long ends. Oh, fuck yeah. Lighten up the heavy limb a little bit. Give it some room to breathe. Fuck yeah. That's what I'm talking about. Let's prune the fucking tree up. Open up the middle. Keep the canopy. Keep the bark shaded. Fuck yeah. That's what I'm talking about. You know how people like I fuck people? 
I, I prune trees constantly and I can't stop. I'll see like an oak tree from a distance and I'll be like, I know what I'd do to you first. Oak tree, I know what I'd do to you first. I found out, I think uh, women on their period should get half off just everywhere, just wherever you go, you should just get half off, whatever. Because then you can look forward to that time of the month. It could be not such a bummer for you. You know, you could be, it's great for women on a budget. You know, like I'm gonna wait to buy all my groceries until I start to bleed out of my vagina. And then I can go get everything half off. And we'll just have a guy sitting there by the cash register asking every woman coming through there, like, are you on your period? And the women who aren't will be like, no, thank you. And they'll just pay full price. And the women who are will be like, why would you ask me that? That's such an insensitive question to ask a woman. Why would you ever think that you could ever ask me that? And then they get half off on all their shit. That's pretty good. I like that joke because it starts out pro-feminism and then questionable and then back to pro-feminism at the end. It, it's a great, it's a great, I found out what ovulating means recently. Uh, apparently when a, when a girl's ovulating, it's a certain time of the month where she's super, where she's extra horny. So now when like a pretty girl smiles at me, like I just think like she's probably ovulating. I can't take a compliment anymore. I'm just like, you, your hormones are just telling you you want to reproduce. You don't like me for me. You don't like me for who I am. You just want my genes. You don't even know why. Uh, I'm very white. I don't like being called white though. I prefer advantaged American. That joke is fucking solid. And you guys didn't laugh because you're all fucking racist. You're just denying the truth. Uh, <laughs> uh, I, how many kids with ADD does it take to screw in a light bulb? I love In-N-Out, man. I love In-N-Out more than I love girls because In-N-Out animal style tastes good. I had a show one time where these two lesbians in the front were like, if it doesn't taste good, you're not eating the right girls. I'm like, I don't care how good your pussy tastes. If it tastes like animal style fries, there is a problem. There is an issue. I'm not saying I wouldn't love it and keep some ketchup near their bed maybe or like ask for it extra crispy next time or something like that. All right, you guys have been great. Thank you very much. Give it up for the rest of the mic. Hire Chris for your kid's birthday party barbecue. His next special is just going to be 30 minutes about his butthole. Make some noise for Max Eddy. Warhol, you're the king of say a weird thing and then next comic. Just next comic. Here we go. I got to live with whatever you just said about Chris's butthole. We're going to make it happen. Okay. Um, Fuck, okay, I've got to think of something else other than that. Oh, I got, I got called a name by a homeless guy in Berkeley. Um, and I've been, called, like, I've been called names pretty consistently, but this guy was creative. Uh, he just yelled at me, uh, Gay Conan! I was like, okay, one, solid burn. Two, uh, do you have cable? Like, good for you. Um, but three, uh, I'm, I'm actually bisexual. Like, for the record, I'm not gay yet. So, yeah, that's fun. Uh, thank you. Fucking, why aren't you clapping though? It's, uh, to, no, that was, you've three claps. Are you fucking kidding me? Is that how you clap for heroes? Like if an Iraq war veteran came in right now, would you get the three claps? Cause we are on the same plane. Cause I'm a hero. I am a hero. Shit, I'm a hero. I'm a hero. Do you want to fuck me? No. Worth a try. <laughs> no. Um, 
I, uh, I actually, I, I told my sister I was bisexual. She said she actually didn't believe in someone being straight or gay. Um, or sorry, no, she says you can only be one of those two things. Um, well, okay, what she said was, you're gay! Which is messed up. But, um, but it's honestly, I don't, I don't really mind that that's what she believes. It's just that she believes in dumb stuff all the time. Like, I don't, I don't understand why being bi is such a crazy thing. Like, like I like men and women. Those are the first and third most sought after commodities in the entire world. Number two is Bitcoin, by the way, uh, just FYI. But, but yeah, no, she believes in dumb stuff all the time. Like, um, she believes in Myers-Briggs. Anyone, does anyone like really believe in Myers-Briggs? Well, it exists. Yeah, it, it happens. But like, do you believe that there are 16 personality types that like you're an IMDB or whatever? I don't uh, like, do you, do you believe that we're all? I mean, it's just like, like white people categorize stuff, you know what I mean? People categorize stuff in stupid ass ways then. Um, I don't know. Like she, what she would do though with these types is she would, she would even make sure like her, her boyfriends matched her specific type that she wanted. Like it had to be a compatible type. Cause she was like, um, she was an ENFP and, uh, like, uh, her last boyfriend, Jeff, she wanted to make sure he was, um, fuck, what's the, what's the type that makes you cheat on your girlfriend? That's, that's the one he was. I don't remember which one it is, but yeah, he cheated. He's a bad guy, but, um, not, she was, she, I had to console her like when she got cheated on, she was just like, we were supposed to be like 99% compatible. And I was just like, um, maybe, maybe it's cause she's like a Virgo. Do you believe in that too? Like, I just, I didn't know what to do with it. I don't know. But, um, yeah, she also believes in ghosts. Uh, d does anyone believe in ghosts here? Do you believe in ghosts? We're all. That is so much weirder than ghosts. Like, yeah, actually, okay, we can talk about multiverse theory after. I've watched a lot of Rick and Morty, so I'm quite privy. There we go. White guys not clapping for Rick and Morty? <laughs> Fuck you. I know you're just teeming to talk about Gazorpazorp or some shit right now. Um, there we go. Not you, Anthony. You can, you can be quiet. I just don't, I don't like them not clapping. It's, <laughs> of course. <laughs> No, yeah, she, I swear to, does anyone believe they've seen a ghost here, by the way? Like, for real? Anyone? Fucking thank God. This is, comics are sensible. Do you know how many people clap at regular open mics when you ask that fucking question? It's a nightmare. Because every time you ask them, like, oh, where did you see the ghost? Um, it's like, oh, well, it was at night. Oh, you mean when you can't see anything? Like, it wasn't, no, damn. No, for real though, my sister believes she saw a ghost. Like, um, this, this is how she described it. She was like, okay, it was in our house growing up and he just came right through our front door in the middle of the night and then he limped up the stairs. I was like, that doesn't make any sense. Why would a ghost have a limp? If we're, just, if we're assuming they're real, like why are they bound by gravity? That doesn't make any sense. What's good? <laughs> Dude, fucking sit down comedy, dude. This is, I'm fucking, it's a revolution. Um, but, uh, uh, wait, are you guys comics or like, are you new? Yeah. Oh, that's cool, man. Like, again, like if you want to fuck later, like just let me, 
just let me know. What? Uh, oh, no married man has ever fucked a dude. Dude, I, uh, not yet. That's fine. Um, that was weird. <laughs> uh, people are so fine with like dudes just randomly hitting on dudes in the audience. But if I said the same thing to a woman, people would be like, what the hell? That's crazy. But gays, they're just like, oh, just dudes fucking dudes. That's hilarious. It's terrible. Um, anyways, I was talking about this ghost story. Um, and I'm going to get out of here real quick. So um, what she said, though, is she said this fucking ghost like limped up the stairs. And then for three minutes, all I heard was this pounding like this. And then I heard a scream. Just <laughs> That wasn't a ghost. That was me. <laughs> Uh, having gay sex. Do you want to go home with me? See, okay, he's not, thank you, God. That's actually, I was negging you the entire time. I was focusing on him so I could get you, and it worked, so fucking set accomplished, dude. Okay, that was weird, sorry about that. My name is Max Eddie. A true American hero. Um, your next comic has not been implicated in any local murders. Casey Fields! Oh, hey, how's everybody doing? Staying out of the rain? I fucked up my back today. It really fucking hurts. Usually you come up here with emotional pain, but I'm actually here with physical pain for a change, and it's a lot worse. I, and the, the worst part is that I got injured in the worst, and not, not the worst, but just the most pathetic way. I was at home on my desk, sitting in a chair, uh, watching YouTube videos, but what I didn't realize, because YouTube is just hypnotizing, like I was sitting in like this weird pyramid, I don't, like triangle thing, like on my leg, I don't know, it was a really bad thing. And like two hours later I realized, oh wow, my feet are really numb. Oh wow, my back really hurts. Oh wow, I have to go to open mics. I'm gonna stand all night now. So that's where I'm at. <laughs> I'm, I'm glad uh, you guys are avoiding. <laughs> yeah, no, it hurts more to sit, it's really crazy. Um, maybe with cushions though, I might, I might do that. Uh, <laughs> I, uh, I had some family visit from, uh, out of town recently and they, uh, uh, they wanted to go to Fisherman's Wharf, do that type of stuff, you know, touristy stuff, you know. I was like, hey, we can go to a badass taqueria or maybe go on a hike in the Redwoods, but they're like, no, we'd rather, you know, just, you know, buy cable car keychains and eat clam chowder out of a bread bowl. And I was like, okay, let's do that. More tourist stuff. I think we should make an actual tourist trap. Like, you know, like next time people get on the ferry to Alcatraz, just ship them off to Alaska instead. Alcatraz. How is that a fun family activity, by the way? Hey, kids, let's, let's take pictures at a former federal prison. It's where Al Capone got the clap, just like Disney, right? Every major tourist attraction in San Francisco is horrific. The Golden Gate Bridge. Come on down to the Golden Gate Bridge. It's the Bay Area's most popular diving board. Try to ignore all the anti-suicide signs while you smile and take a picture with your girlfriend. <sighs> yeah, th those are my two places. I'm not a fan of Alcatraz or the Golden Gate Bridge. I'm really not. 
I don't wish for another 1989 earthquake, but if it were to happen to just those two places, I'd be okay with it. I, uh, I need to lose some weight, which is hard now because I'm gonna, I fucked up my back. <laughs> Uh, I, uh, I got on the scale a few weeks ago and it said I weighed 190 pounds, which is about 20 pounds over where I really should be. <sighs> and uh, it's pathetic. Not that uh, I'm overweight, just that uh, whole why me attitude I always have every time I step off the scale. It's like, what? what did I do to deserve this? All I did was never exercise and eat McDonald's every other day. All winter. You guys ever go to McDonald's so much that uh, the people that are working there start to recognize you? I have. I pulled up to the window and the guy was like, hey man, how's it going? And I was thinking, not good. Your friendship is my wake up call. I was even driving back, you know, I do that thing where you just eat in the car. I had a burger in one hand and I was just driving back. I was like, man, I really gotta get my shit together. Came back the next day. I uh, I was on Facebook the other day, and by other day, I mean a month ago when I wrote this joke. <laughs> uh, I was on Facebook, and uh, you guys know that suggested friend feature where Facebook gives you like a list of people you might want to be friends with? Normally, they're like, hey, maybe you want to be friends with your coworker, Jeff. And you're like, no, I never want to be friends with my coworker, Jeff. That guy sucks. <laughs> well, th that day, the ne well, actually, yeah. I, the other day, a month ago, <laughs> uh, the number one suggested friend that came up for me was a profile of a hamster. And I was like, I don't want to be friends with a fucking hamster. Then I clicked on its profile, and it had more friends than I did. So now I'm friends with the hamster. <laughs> I was hanging out with some of my people friends over the weekend, and one of, uh, one of our friends has this weird laugh. You know, it gets a lot of attention. People were piling on, making fun of his laugh, and I don't know. I think making fun of the way someone laughs might be the meanest thing you can say to them. It's like, hey, you know that sound that you make when you experience euphoric joy and happiness? Yeah, we hate that. Fuck, it sucks. <laughs> All right, thanks for your time. I can't tell if that was a deep character performance and you're gonna go do the Willy Wonka role and like, ta-da. Uh, I'm in pain just looking at you. I love you. <laughs> uh, if I was gonna kill myself, I don't think I would do it off of the bridge, you know? I think I would probably jump in front of a bar train and fuck up someone else's commute. Dax Santi! What's up, y'all? Uh, I'm Italian. I'm from the South. Uh, I recently turned 47, so I appreciate you hitting on me. I, we'll take what we can get at my age. Uh, it's a little too close to 50, though. I got some aches and pains, too. I mean, uh, I've been walking around with a limp because uh, I fucked up my knee getting out of bed. I mean, that's not even a strenuous activity, you knobby bastard. Um, I don't know. I'm not even sure what I'm supposed to tell my friends. Like, hey, what'd you do? I woke up. 
yeah, that's, that's all it takes now for me to get injured. Um, I mean, I'm 47 years old, damn it. I'm supposed to be woke. I'm not supposed to injure myself waking up. Um, the older I get, the more I wish I was Jewish. Um, not for the Jewish religion, but for the Jewish fashion. Because uh, uh, I recently got a haircut, and uh, with this bald spot, I could really use a yarmulke. I'm going to have to call bullshit on whoever created the yarmulke. Really? It's very convenient that your little piece of fabric just so happens to cover your ball spot. And the rest of us can't cover ours because we're not Jewish. Um, it's just embarrassing. It's so round. I feel like somebody held me down and shaved an emoji out of my head. I'm not Jewish, though. I'm Italian. But I'm from the South, so I don't have that cool New York Italian gangster accent like you see in the movies. My mother does, though. She's from the Bronx. Everybody in the Bronx talks like they're a gangster. Like, we'll go visit them. My Uncle Joe would be like, how you doing? Uh, you just want to maybe go get a cup of coffee? You see that? That's, that's the Italian pause. It's two swipes up on your cheek and one nod of your head down. Every culture's got something cool about them. Italians have the coolest pause. De Niro took a little bit further. He does two swipes up on his cheek, uh, three nods of his head down, and then a right left like. Not everybody's got a cool pause, though. One of my friends from Argentina, Spanish-speaking people don't have a cool pause at all. They seem to leak this sound out of their mouth when they're trying to think of what to say. Like if you go to Starbucks with them, he'll go up to the counter and say, uh, yes, can I get un, eh, eh. He'll look over at me and say, uh, a small, eh, is it tall? I was freaked out, I was like, eh, yeah. You see this long ass line, why don't you, eh, hurry the fuck up. Um, I mean, I'm saying it's cool for being Italian because Italian walk up and go, yeah, how you doing? I'll take a tall cup of coffee. I mean, I'm, I'm saying it's cool. I'm not, however, saying it's practical. I mean, you wouldn't want a gangster working at Starbucks. It'd take too long to place your order. Yeah, how you doing? My name's Tony. Can I uh, take your order? Hey, Tony, a tall cup of coffee, please. Okay. Room for cream? Uh, yeah, room cream, that'd be great. Okay. Can I just use in a pastry? I mean, that's not practical. It certainly wouldn't be practical to have an Italian or an Argentinian, for that matter, working as air traffic controllers. They'd fuck everything up. Manager would come in and say, all right, we got 10 planes all coming down to runway one. Who wants this? And Argentina would be like, see, sí, I'll take it. Give me the numbers. Uh, okay, uh, U.S. Air Flight One Niner. Eh, eh. The manager like, eh? There's no air. And so he take it to the Italian and said, "Take it easy. I'll take care of it. Let's see. Uh, how do you do this? Uh, I think I'll go with Delta." Thanks, guys. Appreciate it.
I could be wrong, but I think a uh, nice Italian girl doesn't skip town and leave the Bronx to hide out in the South for no reason. Anthony Zucchero! Oh, I, th- I think, do we have three people in here that are going to be at Sack Punchline on Sunday? Oh, yeah. yeah. Uh, dude, my, my opponent literally just found out he was battling me three days ago. So I, th- I think I'm good. Uh, oh, man. Uh, I got a haircut, so my head looks the same upside down as it does right side up. Um, thank you. You all already noticed that. Um, I, I've had some weird homeless interactions recently. I... Uh, this, I, was t- I took out a cigarette and I was reaching for my lighter that was in my pocket and a homeless man saw an opening that I didn't have a lighter. He, that was his way in. So he was like, need a light? And I just held up my lighter and waved to him. And he's like, what about a chihuahua? Um, and, and he didn't have a chihuahua on him. So I just did not want to be a part of that transaction. I didn't, I didn't want to follow him to wherever he's going to get a chihuahua. That was just too much. Uh, another time... I was uh, just walking along the street uh, and a homeless man was getting in an argument with another homeless man and he said the greatest thing I've ever heard leading up to a fight. He said, you're lucky I'm not real or else I'd fuck you up. So that's, that combination is the drugs that he's on and the anger are kind of like oil and watering together because the drugs that he's on, he thinks he's not part of this plane but he's so angry that he wants to kick so that's like you're lucky I'm not a you're lucky I'm just a figment of your imagination or I'd fuck you up like that's the greatest thing anyone has ever said leading up to a fight uh, up until the fight where I lose and I die um, we live in such a divided uh, we live in such a I, I started reading that like it was going to be a speech um, I just it's my it's my notes don't look at the notes the whole time um, but yeah, we live in such a divided time. Like, uh, I feel like I can guess what you, what your position is on something. If I know your position on something else and that shouldn't be the case. Like, I feel like if you, the more you love God, like the more devout Christian you are, the more I know for a fact that your hobby is killing his creatures. Like how, how could I guess that, that accurately? Like you love God so much, you know, you're hobby. Oh, look at that beautiful deer God made. Boom, right in the head. Um, also, another thing is that uh, the more, uh, like the more into guns you are, like the more like, like just the more you love guns, I know for a fact that you're against abortion. You love killing things just when they're fully developed. I get it, I get it. You like to wait. Um, what else, what, what other parts of my speech do I have? Um, oh yeah, uh, one of my favorite, uh, oh yeah, uh, I heard this guy say like, uh, I have a God-given right to have guns. I was like, God, God did not know what guns were when he didn't write the Bible. Like, uh, the, that's like saying I have uh, Krishna's blessing to text while driving. Like that just doesn't make any sense. Um, let's see, uh, oh yeah, uh, one of my favorite stories in the Bible is uh, the story of Cain and Abel. And if you don't know the story about Cain and Abel, uh, Cain and Abel are the first inbred kids of Adam and Eve. Um, And uh, Cain murders his brother Abel, which has to be the worst thought out murder in the history of murder. Uh, You know it's gonna be an easy trial when after the murder, there's a 30% chance you did it and God was watching all three of you. Like, that that just makes no sense. 
what other, what other parts of my speech? Do you think anyone got mad at Jesus for turning water into wine? Like, we live in a fucking desert. Can you chill out with the magic? Um, what else? Um, I think God treats us like the Sims. He plays us for a little bit, can't really understand what we're saying, and then forgets about us for like six months at a time. Oh, what else? What, is, what else is there in this speech? Uh, that's, that's enough for my TED Talk for today. I'll, I'll, I'll leave. Um, I smoke a lot of weed, so it's possible that your next comic is very famous. Make some noise for J-Mac. Wow, Th- thanks for that, that intro. Usually I get like a, give a big round of applause for Moby. Moby's in the house tonight. He's like, yeah, uh, give a big round of applause for Bruce Willis. He's here. Um, it's crazy that you start to look like every other bald guy as soon as you lose your hair. Uh, but last week, someone was like, yeah, big round of applause for Gollum. Gollum, he's in the fucking house. I'm like, yeah, fuck you. Um, someone once did say to me, like, yeah, give a big round of, you look like, um, uh, yeah, give a big round of applause for, uh, um, oh my God, uh, fuck it, some idiot. Um, <laughs> oh, I want to say, uh, Mr. Clean, call me Mr. Clean. Mr. Clean on AIDS. I was like, yeah, with AIDS, that is. Like, that's a great fucking introduction. Um. I was just driving here. I literally only live a mile and a half away. And I try and avoid driving in my car because it's probably the most angry I get. I just start going off on people. But I realized, and especially in this weather, because it was literally bumper to bumper, and you have all the Uber drivers now, so you, you, everybody's following their apps, and then you take a left. You know, so they're all taking a left at the same place. And I was just going nuts. I'm like, motherfucker, fucking learn how to drive. Throw out of this. And... I just so happened to have the uh, reggae channel on from Satellite, and, and they have Bob Marley on, and, and, and I realized, like, I get angry, but then I, in the background, I hear, like, one love, one heart, and it was really difficult to get angry. Like, motherfucker, fuck you, and I'd be like, one love. But then it dawned on me, like, you will never see, like, you never see somebody in a movie on TV in a murder scene where someone's blowing the shit out of someone you're hearing reggae music. It's like, it's a funky reggae party and I hope, boom, boom, motherfucker, die. I don't know about you, but I haven't seen that yet. Um, what else? Uh, oh, I, 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 well, I used to work at Oracle and, and there's, you know, we had a big group of people working there and at lunch sometimes guys would um, take a trip to Costco, wherever it might be, and you go around just because you're being cool, and you're like, all right, hey, what do you guys want? And you pick up some things for people, and I went with one of my coworkers, uh, Asian guy, Sean, who we also used to coin as he was like the fashion coordinator. He was the most GQ dude ever, and I'd literally go to him like, hey, Sean, what do you think about this? Am I, you know, Can I wear this and that? And we, we go to Costco together. He's like, Jason, you want to come with me? I'm like, sure, the two of us. And he's look. He looks always looks. He dressed. I mean, like, kind of like you. You're kind of G there. Yeah, I know. No, he's good looking dude. And we're we're shopping, and it's the two of us at lunchtime. And there's still a crowd in there. And, and I realized that that we look like we were a couple. And I don't have anything against that. But I'm over there. I'm like, hey, Sean. He's like, hey, Jason. You think we should get some coffee? And I'm like, yeah. Why not get some coffee? And I look over there, and there are two Asian guys that are also shopping that. I think might be gay. And one of them is just giving me the dirtiest look like all the white men are taking all the best Asian guys. Whatever. 
Um, what else I got? Oh, I don't know if you guys, well, everybody's seen it. If you get on the damn freeway, you get these, the new Apple iPhone ads. And Apple during the day was, um, had some of the most winning awards, whatever, for some of their marketing ads. They had all these great ads. And nowadays, it's just these billboards. And there's two people. I saw, you know, there's a, uh, there was a, a mother-daughter, uh, minorities, you know, like the perfect picture just in, and it's like a, it's a normal picture to me, like shot on iPhone 6 or whatever. And you'll see some like little girl playing like shot on iPhone 6. Or we're saying selfies, you know, like selfies shot on iPhone 6. And I'm like, I don't really give a shit. It doesn't really do anything for me. I mean, anybody can take these kind of pictures nowadays. Like if you want to get my attention, I want to see something different. Like if you had a guy like, guy taking selfie on Segway, drives off cliff, shot on iPhone 6. Nana and grandpa caught having sex, shot on iPhone 6. Like I want to buy that, that phone, that phone, whatever. Okay, no one's into that shit. I thought it was funny. Um, getting older, I just turned, it's funny you said that, 47, I just turned 48 and uh, yeah. So it's getting older. So I, I appreciate, I'd appreciate the young dude like you hitting on me any day. I'll take whatever I can get. But I, I, I went to the doctor and of course everyone says this, you start having to get the prostate exam. They're like, well, you're at that age now. And I was like, great. Kaiser's pretty quick with it. You move in there. My doctor comes in and, and he's a guy to me. He's like a good looking dude, could be my peer. And f at first we're just, we're just, you know, shooting the shit and he's going through some things and he goes, all right, we have to give you a prostate exam. And tells me to force pull down my pants I you know lean up against the wall and of course you can hear the uh, rubber glove going which is procedural I'm that's what I'm expecting they tell you to relax and and then when he's you know done doing the deed I'm just still standing there and and he reaches up and grabs some of the the paper towels out of the dispenser and literally just whoosh, wipes my ass and that was the weird thing to me. I'm like, okay, I wasn't really expecting the ass wipe, and I didn't really know what to say. It's like kind of like, like, thank you. Thank you for wiping my ass. Like, I haven't had that happen since I was, I think, 12 years old. <laughs> That's a little late. But, uh, you know, it's like trying to like, high-five him. I mean, what kind of conversation do you have after that? That was the first time. I, but I, I will say I appreciated it. Um, can't deny that. Ah, uh, shit. <laughs> what was that? Yeah, it was, well, it was kind of guy-like. It was, I mean, if it was too gentle, it would have been weird. Like, if it would have been a slow wipe, kind of just, like, wiping it, and then, then, then if he missed a little bit, like, you're doing it to yourself, like, oh, wait, he checks it out, and then he wipes again, and then it would have got weird. But it was kind of that quick, I think, between bros, like, but, but how does your bro wipe your ass? And that's, that's my question. It's kind of a move in and out of there. So I knew he wasn't too serious about it. He was just trying to be nice. Um, I didn't want to walk home with a Vaseline-filled asshole and get it on my new underwear. Um, so I can't wait. Like, we were just talking about that. I, I'm, I can't wait. Like, I'm a, I'm a white male. I, I can't wait until I'm a minority so I no longer have to say the word white privilege anymore. You know? I really can't wait. I can't wait until it's like, well, Asian privilege, it always is Asian privilege. It doesn't even matter if they're a minority. Uh, yeah, oh, what? That's not going to go over with anybody. Um, but yeah, I recently broke up uh, with my girlfriend. And uh, I have some, some younger guys that I hang out from work, and they're like in their 20s or whatever, and they knew I was like bummed out. And I'm like, dude, yeah, I'm just broke up with my girlfriend and, and they're like, come on, man, let's go out tonight, Jason. You, you, can get, you can get over this, dude. We'll go out and we'll get some cougars. And I'm like, yeah, 
Yeah, and then it dawned on me. I'm like, my cougars are like 75 years old now. Like, I don't know how old their cougars are. You know, they're getting cool shit like iPhones and uh, tickets to cool concerts. I'm getting government savings bonds and silver dollars at this point. <laughs> lifetime, lifetime supply of Werther's candy. Yeah, good stuff. Last week, I got a Hallmark card with five bucks in it. Check, written, do not spend all in one place. Love, Nana. Those are my cougars. Um, yeah, my buddies, though, I am one of the last, I consider myself one of the last Mohicans here in the city because a lot of my friends at my age, and when I was young like you, we were all tearing up the town and thought we owned everything and uh, discovering our sexuality. Um, but uh, now my friends, most of them moved to the suburbs. They're married with kids. And when I do hear from them, I get these, and, and you're, you live in the city? And I'll, I'll get these phone calls like, dude, I'm in the fucking city. Dude, I'm in the city. And they're like going nuts. I'm like, dude, I haven't left the city. Like I'm doing what I usually do on a Friday night. Like I'm hanging out, watching Discovery Channel, my underwear, eating some Ben and Jerry's. Like, no, dude, we have, we have, uh, we're going to the strip joint. It's going to be crazy. And I'm like, I don't care. Like the strip joints are just right there. I can go whenever I want. I'm like, no, come on, man. We got these free entrance passes and these chicks are completely nude and you can touch them. And I'm like, oh, okay, what time are you picking me up? Some things never change. But then it dawned on me, like, I don't go to their, their, their house. I'm not like, I don't show up and just be like, dude, I'm in Pleasanton. Dude, I'm in fucking Pleasanton. Get your kids. We're going to the Costco. The little Filipino lady is fully clothed and you can touch her. Afterward, we'll uh, go to the park. I'll push your kids on the swing. Applebee's and we'll be home in bed by eight. It'll be a lovely evening. Um... What else do I got for you? How much time do I got? Oh my God. I, um, I lived in Spain for two years, but it, it was funny when I first got there, I grew up here in the Bay Area and you know, spent a lot of time in San Francisco as a kid. And I get there and um, first of all, the Lisp thing was crazy. Like everybody, I, I was like, oh my God, like I got invited. How do they know I was like from San Francisco, the liberal Bay Area? Like I got in, invited into like this gay household. You know, like the two sons, everyone had a list, like Cerveza, Jason, España. Um, but it turns out they just have a lisp. I don't even know where I'm going with that shit, and I'm just talking about it. <laughs> but, but it's funny how you do the misinterpretations with language. I had a, a Spanish girlfriend, we lived together, and we ended up uh, hooking up. And one night, we were, we were keeping it a secret from the other girls. We lived with three girls, which wasn't a bad thing. We were trying to keep it a secret. We didn't want anyone, anyone to know we were involved. And we're in the throes of passionate lovemaking one night. It's like Spanish lovemaking, as I like to consider it. And just out of the blue, she starts like screaming, like, you know, te amo, te amo, te amo, te amo, te amo. And my first thought was like, who the fuck is te amo? Like, I don't know who Te Amo is, but I'm fucking pissed, and that's fucked up. I can't believe you said someone else's name, and of course I didn't say anything. I mean, I was a young kid at the time, but I was, I, it was, I, I, I literally, I just kept going, and then after it was bugging me, the next day, I'm like, who's this fucking Te Amo? And, and I hear this, like, this older lady on the street, like, say, uh, Te Amo to this, this, like, young little kid, and I'm like thinking, oh my God, she's fucking underage boys. No, I didn't. I was, that's, that's one of the endings to that joke. <laughs> but it's a true story. And, and I, but the other thing about it was that, that as soon as I learned, I was like, okay, I it figured it out. It took me like three or four days. And I was like, oh my God, Te Amo. 
She, like she said, like she literally was screaming out that she loves me. And I was like, I was like I'm getting the fuck out of here. <laughs> Never talked to that bitch again. Um, all right, that's just about my time. Uh, what do I got for you guys? Yeah, dating is is crazy here in San Francisco, but I find people are are pretty honest with, you know, where they stand. And I I was met some girl online, and I went on a date with her, and she was like, you know, Jason, just I just want you to know that I am definitely not going to sleep with you on the first date. I was like, no, that's that's totally cool. Like I get it, but but how about the last? That's my time. Thanks, guys. I could really identify with your set. Um, I recently broke up a happy home, so same same difference. I, I did, I loved you in Breaking Bad though. It was a fantastic performance. Please everyone donate to Mutiny so it doesn't burn down and we get the insurance money because I don't think we own the building. So that would be bad and it's not a suggestion. Your next comic is synonymous with blunts and big old titties in your face. Shout out to Detox! Yo! Mike Jack. What's up, guys? My name is Detox. Uh, so I had a little set list, and my phone died just now. So good thing I can't remember shit. So let's see. Um, I was at Applebee's the other day, and... Uh, no, I just fucked that one up. I'm going to move forward. <laughs> uh, you guys, yeah, I'll just go straight to the punchline. Later on, I'll get to the premises. Basically, eh, fuck it. We're, you know, let's just do it. Nobody's here to get it anyways. Um, I'm from Silicon Valley. I grew up down there in the Bay Area, like uh, Palo Alto area. It's very inspiring. You know what I mean? A lot of white guys like yourselves, you know, doing really cool things. You know what I mean? They're like changing our neighborhood and shit. Inspired me to come up with an app. You know what I'm saying? I just, <clears throat> I was sitting there, <laughs> came up with this new app. It's basically, you, you got, it's basically nachos with buffalo wings on top of it. You know what I'm saying? It's available on iTunes or Applebee's. <laughs> Fuck that one up. Um... You guys don't really know me that long, maybe, but I've lost a lot of weight. I recently lost 150 pounds, you know, so <clears throat> thank you guys. I appreciate that. You know what I'm saying? I feel like a changed man. You know what I'm saying? I got, got a new lease on life. Uh, but I didn't go with the typical San Francisco gluten-free, like vegan bullshit. I basically just dumped my girlfriend and immediately 150 pounds just jumped off my back. I feel great. I got like a new look on life. I feel more better about myself. You know what I'm saying? Um, got a new girlfriend. <laughs> I got a new girlfriend. I, uh, you know how I met her? I, uh, we both went out. We got drunk. We fell asleep. And I just started fingering her. And I woke her up. <laughs> and she fucking, uh, she loves me. I think that's the key is you got to, you know, you gotta find, like if you like beating women, you gotta find one that likes to get beat. It's the key to the game nowadays. 
that's really the problem because you know there is it, it's almost like <laughs> there's a there's a small community of women who prefer that shit you know i don't like beating women i beat off more frequently but uh yeah um <clears throat> let's see used to uh yeah my ex-girl the one i cut off she uh she used to always hound me about everything like everything i did was wrong you know what i'm saying uh when i was unemployed and at home watching the kid <laughs> she uh and she had to work every day she'd come home and she'd catch me watching porn and it was like the end of the fucking world you know i was watching uh eighth street latinas that was my favorite you know what i'm saying bang bus but like the the so she walks in on me and she sees me fucking. I'm, I'm sitting there, I got my hand on my lap, like, oh, Eighth <laughs> Street, Eighth Street Latinas. And my girl, my girl was that. She was that typical like uh, authentic Mayan, like husky shoulder, flat booty, big titty Mexican chick. You guys don't know. You guys got to hang out in the mission more. They. Uh, <laughs> And that's what I was going for. But she took it. She took it. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? Looked like she could carry a TV on her back. You know what I'm saying? It comes in handy when we're moving and shit. Except your homies talk shit because she flat-assed it. You know what I'm saying? But uh, what was I talking about? Oh, yeah. So forever, ever since she started watching me, she caught me. She would never live it down because the bitch had a big-ass booty. So every time I was around a girl with a big booty, she'd be like, that's what you want. That's what you like. That's what you want, man. That's what, and, I, and I was like, nah, I like titties too. I like booty and titties. You know what I'm saying? I was just so fucked up. It got so bad that my son, my like five-year-old son, we'd be sitting at a inter, like an intersection. And this little nigga, he, as soon as a, like, a girl walked by with a big booty, my little son would be like, that's what you like, dad. That's what you want. <laughs> That's what you like. <laughs> so yeah, he's he's grown into a nice wingman. He's a good kid. He's got good, you know. He likes a good woman. <laughs> uh, recently went to L.A. to uh, check out the comedy store and do some stupid shit. But on the anybody ever driven to L.A. here? Hopefully all of you. I five. On the way back from I-5, I realized that I-5, you can, you can get a really good understanding of what our, our state is all about, you know what I mean, by driving through I-5. And, and you can kind of realize, like, their take on air quality. <laughs> like, there's parts of I-5 where you'll be driving, right? We're driving. It was at night. We're driving. And like, if you close your eyes at the right spot on I-5, you will actually feel like the car is driving inside of an asshole and just doing loopholes inside of a rectum. <laughs> Cal Fresno, that's a Fresno joke. It's like, I don't know, is it that they slaughter the cows there or they just milk the shit out of the cows? Cause it smells like a fucking cow's ass. We got off to get gas, and we're walking into the gas station, and there's like carny, like townies walking out of there just eating like cotton candy and the fucking shit smell. Just like breathing in Fritos and shit. <laughs> Nothing but just cow shit on their fucking mustache and shit. 
We're like running like it's a hailstorm into the fucking gas station. These motherfuckers are just inhaling fucking cotton candy and shit in the middle of a fucking shit storm. <laughs> or uh, the other thing we notice is like, like San Francisco, you guys are spoiled with all the good food here. On I-5, the culinary climate is drive-through solely. Like the best drive, like that's all it is. It's like drive-through, drive-through, drive-through. Those motherfuckers never eat pasta and gnocchi and fucking like tamales. Tamales at the house, you know what I'm saying? But there ain't no good restaurants on that motherfucker. We seen a hometown buffet drive-through on the way up. <laughs> like basically, you just come through, you pay your fifteen dollars, you get a hand stamp. And you load up, you go into the parking lot, you stuff your face, and then you just get back in the drive-through, and you just keep going around and around until you fucking lost all your self-confidence. <laughs> I'm gonna be a fat fuck. Yeah, shout out to Muni Radio and the forty thousand listeners. <laughs> My name is Detox. You can come check out a lot of these guys as soon as they sign up for my open mic at the Crazy Horse. It's called The Sweet Spot. It's every Thursday and Saturday. And basically, we just go there, get high as fuck, make jokes about titties, and have strippers come up and try and smoke all our weed. You know what I'm saying? Goals. Uh, let's see, one more. Let's see. Like I said, my phone died. Yeah, my mic. I think I told him. Here's the deal. If you're listening to this on the download, turn your phone sideways so that you can see the entire episode. Drop back about a centimeter and replay my bit. And I'm going to tell you once again to go to the sweet spot at the Crazy Horse. My name is Detox. And I'd love to have you come on down. That's all the time I got. You know, it's actually very difficult to find a precise number. I try to skip past these motherfuckers all the time. It's very difficult. Um, your next comic, Max, will tell you how to pronounce his last name. Warhol, I appreciate it. That was uh, good, you know. Uh, my last name is pronounced uh, Moachanin. It's, uh, it's Serbian. Uh, Serbia is a country in Eastern Europe, for those who don't follow the NBA or professional tennis. That's a, I call that a Djokovic. That's, that's, Djokovic means comedian in Serbian, actually. It, it doesn't, but you guys are like, maybe it could. I don't, you don't know that. Um, so I'm, I'm pretty shy. I don't really like to talk. Like, if I could choose between talking and not talking, I would, I don't know, that's a dumb, that's a dumb joke, but it's worth a shot. Um, I've always been shy too, like I, uh, like I went to my high school reunion recently, and I met everybody for the first time, like I didn't, I didn't reunite with anybody, I, I had to introduce myself to people, it was, it was my second chance at a first impression, so that was, that was good, they say you can't do that, I did it. Um, but, uh, like a lot of the, uh, my classmates were married, like 28 years old, already married. I don't, I don't know why, but they, they did that, you know, they, and, uh, a lot of the women didn't take their husband's last name, you know, which is, which is great. You know, it's a real slap in the face to our male dominated society. 
if you ignore the fact that they're just keeping their father's name, right? Like, it's like, nice try, ladies, but uh, we've been working on this patriarchy thing for quite a while. You're not gonna, you're not gonna pull a fast one on us. We, we were prepared for this. I don't know, is that, is that what it's like these days? It's like, hey, will you marry me? Yes, but I'm a feminist, so I'm keeping my father's name. He knows best after all, you know? I don't know, is that, is that offensive? Like sometimes I'm like, hey, they're keeping their father's name. People are just like, how dare you? How dare you point that out, you know? And it's, one time somebody was like, I like that joke you made about father knows best. And I was like, well, like what's father knows best? Like, I'm, Apparently I was referencing like a 1950s TV show. I didn't even know it, you know? Like I, my jokes are smarter than I am. I've reached comedy singularity, you know? So that's pretty cool. I, uh, it's, it's also good to know that like 1950s references are like killing it. So I feel like next time I do a show, I should just be like, how about that Adelaide Stevenson guy, right? Like, am I right? Like he lost twice in a row to the same guy. He's like the Carl Malone of presidential candidates. Like uh, yeah, Carl Malone lost to Michael Jordan twice in a row. Adelaide Stevenson lost to Dwight Eisenhower twice in a row. So they, they wanted to be like Mike and Ike respectively. And that's how they came up with the name of the candy. They, not really, but like, maybe. Like, it's pretty crazy coincidence, right? Like, I don't know. Isn't that crazy? I, it's wild. It's just, you didn't expect that. It's like a safari in here. It's crazy. I, uh, I work in like that tech industry, but I don't really like it that much. Like, I work for that Fitbit company, but I don't even wear one. So that's, you know, that's pretty awkward. Like, they just, like, my coworkers just stare at me all the time. They're like, oh my God, he doesn't even know how far he's walked. Like, I, I bet he couldn't even ballpark it, you know? Or they'll be like, hey, that Max guy just walked by. But did he really, you know? Like, I, he, he, can't, he can't prove it, you know? Like, philosophers always ask, like, if a tree falls in the forest and no one hears it, does it make a sound? My coworkers ask, like, if a guy walks down the street without a Fitbit, is he even a real person? Like, does he even exist? Like, does he deserve respect? I don't think so. I, uh... And I feel like every time I show up to the office, it's like I've committed a faux pas, you know, like working at Fitbit and now we're in a Fitbit's like showing up uninvited to an AA meeting with a keg of beer because like everyone stares at you disapprovingly and you're the only one there who isn't tracking how many steps you've taken. That's an AA 12 step joke. Anybody here in AA? All right. Way to stay anonymous. I, uh, they give us like unlimited paid time off because they say like, it's apparently like people, if you give them unlimited, they don't actually use as much, but not me. Like I treat my paid time off the way Harvey Weinstein used to treat uh, like aspiring young actresses. I take advantage of it and, and I'm going to keep taking advantage of it until it probably ruins my career, to be honest with you. <laughs> but I, uh, a year ago I went to Iceland and I flew Wow Airlines and I was like, why do they call it Wow? That's kind of weird, right? Like I wonder what that's about. So when I got there, I found out they lost my bag. And like, I was like, the lady was telling me, yeah, we don't know where it is. And I was just like, wow, like, good job, guys. Like, I guess, I guess now I know that's why they call it that. It's, it's pronounced sarcastically, apparently. Like, that's really the only airline you can pronounce sarcastically. You couldn't really be like, Southwest. They'd be like, why are you saying it that way? Are you, are you implying that we're a different direction? How dare you? It's like, well, I am about to fly from L.A. to D.C., whatever direction that is, you know, it's northeast, but it's, a, hey, it's a round-trip flight. Catch me on the way back. I might pronounce it not sarcastically. I, uh, virgin. virgin, yeah, virgin. <laughs> is this a virgin? I don't know. That, that could be a joke. I, could, I should work that in. I was, 
I was actually surprised none of the 9-11 terrorists hijacked a Virgin Airlines flight, you know? Like, if you're going to hijack a plane, it might as well be named after what you're going to get in the afterlife, right? Like, then why not? I also went to uh, Tahoe recently. I, uh, like, I, I forgot to buy sunscreen, though, so I had to go, I had to buy some while I was there, and I, I went to a gift shop, and I picked, picked it up. I looked at the label. It said it had the scent of sunshine, and I was like, what is, like, what is sunshine? Do you guys know what sunshine is? I don't know. Like, I've never gone outside and been like, yeah, that's the good stuff, you know? Like, I, I prefer a more mild, partly cloudy scent, but this will suffice, I guess, or... Or like, I'm never like, hey, it's an eclipse. Don't sniff directly at the sun. It'll burn your nostrils, you know. It, and like, isn't it crazy they made the sunscreen smell like the exact thing that it's supposed to protect you from? That's pretty wild. Like, that'd be like if they made Raid that smells like bugs or baby-scented condoms. I don't know. Am I still, do I still have time? Or, huh? All right, I'll try, I'll try this. This is dumb, but I... So I was at the grocery store the other day, and I saw I saw like this this thing, uh, a sign for cage free eggs, and I was like, do we do we keep eggs in cages normal? Like that seems that seems kind of silly, right? They're not gonna like run away. They're already in shells. Like the the cage is a redundant enclosure. It's not necessary. And like, how's an egg gonna get away anyway? All it, all it can do is roll. It doesn't even roll that fast. Trust me, I've seen an egg roll. <laughs> I, all right, I, I got a couple more, so <laughs> just wait for it. If you thought that was bad, like, you know, like, cause I, like I, when I saw it, I was like, that's amazing. It's a lot different from the way that bread rolls. And it's certainly not how I roll. That's, I don't roll like that. All right, I'll, I'll, I'll spare you guys anymore. <laughs> Thanks. I don't know if you heard, but apparently the Fitbit company has been disrupting military bases around the world because if you look at the Fitbit map, you can see unusual groupings of many people working out where supposedly there is no one. So be proud. Um, <laughs> your next uh, comic has wowed audiences all around the Bay with his manic energy and live wire wit, give an appropriate response to Mike Spiegelman. I'm jealous, everyone went out to smoke. Sorry, I'll talk loud. You know what, I'll offer them this podcast recording later tonight. <laughs> Any comedians here who send uh, Promotion uh, to me via Facebook Messenger. Anyone, please leave. Thank you. Is that acceptable now? Is that acceptable that I get an email from a guy who runs a room who wants me to be an audience member? Fucking Facebook Messenger. How about even say hi? Why are you inviting me to your shows? Do you really that scattershot? Your show's so bad, you need a fucking audience, uh, comedian to be a fucking audience member? Says, is it God that bad? Oh, I don't care, man. I, I have a 5,000 friends and I just fucking rat tat tat. I don't give a shit. Yeah, well, you fucking suck. It hurts my feelings. It hurts my feelings to be asked to be an audience member at a comedy show. I'm a comedian. And when a fellow comedian does that, listen, 
If you think you're a comedian, I think I'm a comedian. Isn't that a fair deal? That's a good trade-off. You know how you think you're a comedian? I think the same way about me. I don't think you're a comedian because you ask comedians to be audience members. I have jokes. I'm in no rush, <laughs> though. I want to speak some truth about nothing. I look, I'm going to take my head out. Uh, oh, yeah? I'm not as manic as you uh, brought me up? You almost brought me up as a comedian. I appreciate that, Warhol Kaufman. You didn't say this guy is a good writer. This guy runs a room. Oh, that's great. As an audience member, I'm perking up. I wonder if I could concentrate on writing down the information of the location because I really want to experience an evening like this again. How about bringing me up as a comedian, right? If you're running a show, wouldn't you want a good show? Wouldn't you want comedians in a good mood to give you a good show? Or you just want to fucking play to the back of the room and psych the guy out before he gets on stage? That's the reason why I came to your show, so you could do that. I blame you. What's up? Did, did I do this to you? I don't know. I'm Mike. I don't think we met. No, Max. Right? Max, yeah. Listen up. <laughs> Set it off. Turn it up. With Christian Slater. What was his character name, Colin? You know it. Harn Harry. I'm doing an impression of Colin doing an impression of a man doing a Jack Nicholson impression. Hey, Harn Harry, pump up the volume. Stop sending me evites. Mom, I'm trying to broadcast. Aren't we a bunch of fucking hard Harrys at fucking Mutiny Radio? The fuck's that about? I'm anti, uh, I gotta warn you, my show is anti-corporate. Yeah, no shit, hard Harry. You know who's better than hard Harry? Hardcore Henry, that fucker's cool. He fucking, like, he hangs out with that actor all the time, and he's like, oh no, oh, I have a grenade, I'll just throw it there. Parkour, you guys like Hardcore Harry? I know this is a podcast and a performance writ none, but uh, allow me to, I actually worked, I did subtitles for uh, descriptive audio uh, for people who are, uh, cannot see the action, so here's my uh, narration for the movie. Hardcore Henry. Uh, Henry throws a grenade and it goes into a Russian tank and the Russian tank explodes. Oh, now here comes a guy with a knife. Uh, hardcore Harry pulls out a gun. And you don't see his face, but you see the gun. It's basically one long cutscene that you can't fucking press X or A or start or select. You got to fucking watch it. I fucking asked for my money back when I went to the theater to see Hardcore Henry. I'm like, I didn't have a chance to play. It was just one fucking long cutscene. That's a Russian movie, man. That's fucking, we can't support Russians anymore. No offense if you're Russian, I love you. Thank you, thank God you're here. What's up with that? Don't get me started about Russians and Nazis in the 21st century. When did they make a fucking comeback? We were fucking Hogan heroing it fucking during the 70s and 80s and now all of a sudden that shit's real. Do I have a joke here? Colin, I wrote down Burt Reynolds movie. And then I wrote down Anne Frank. Well, the Anne Frank joke is, I keep a diary. You know, diaries are not just for Anne Frank and Laura Palmer, you know what I mean? So I haven't done that one. I do. I'm, I'm doing a good set, right? Yeah. 
You guys are great audience, according to my diary. Fucking get a pump. You got best audience, very supportive. Listen to everything I had to say. Speaking of which, I have nothing left to say. Bye. Best set of the night from the host of some of the best shows in town. Gotta love Mike Spiegelman. Killing that guy. Oh, man. Uh, your next comic is not Toothbrush. God, I love I love Anthony. I came by and kicked it with him uh, the other day in the spot. It was heartwarming. And then uh, my car ran out of gas because I just was hitting too many mics and not putting any money in. Make some noise for Anthony Medina. I appreciate the right to bark too, man. That was really well. Appreciate it right there, baby. Uh, thank you all for hanging out tonight. I uh, realize uh, we're all going to get intimate, which means uh, my securities are insecure right now. All right, yeah. Here we go. Uh, I recently got our hat surgery, y'all. Yeah. And I found it, it really improved my sex life, though. Because uh, the best way to improve your sex life is to uh, get your intestine out of your scrotum. Because uh, <laughs> I had two hernias, y'all. Two fucking hernias. For those of you who don't know what a hernia is, it's like, a, so it's when our fetus, well, we all remember, you know, we like all like, cr like crumpled it. Well, we don't remember because obviously, you know, whatever science and shit. Uh, but then next thing you know, as your body begins to open inside your mama, uh, you fucking stretch out. And then once the balls drop, then that means their abdomen's super exposed. So, uh, like, w balls are, make us weak in multiple ways, y'all. Uh, and it's crazy, too, because, like, the, what happens is that the abdomen wall is, like, very vulnerable, uh, like uh, my insecurities. Uh, and next thing you know, something, pop, like, pops out. Like the fucking police. Uh, <laughs> and then <laughs> you get fucking stress and shit built up into your, your body. So this is your body trying to reform and be like, oh, I need to get out, but how do I get out? And like, oh shit, there's the scrotum. Hey, let's hide down the scrotum, y'all. All right, cool. And I was like, what the fuck? If anything, like, it made me like really think about like, God damn, like, what was my shit? What type of shit was my shit dealing with? You know what I mean? Because, like, if the intestines down there, does that mean that it went down in and up and shit? It's like, that's defined the laws of gravity right there, you know? <laughs> like, my shit's so good, it defined gravity, y'all. That's how I was like, fucking, oh, good. Uh, Send me back to space where I belong. All right. <laughs> but it was crazy, too, because, like, uh, so I got, like, fucking three, like, sh like, like, I guess coordinated shanks, uh, <laughs> medically approved. Uh, the crazy part, too, is like, uh, it, like in surgery, like they drug you up, you know? N not like the cool, the cool kind of drugs, but these drugs that you're just like, yeah, it makes you feel cool, but I have no fucking idea what they are. <laughs> and like, uh, once they start to give you some drugs, too, they start bringing you contracts about what's gonna happen, <laughs> about what's gonna happen with your life, you know? <laughs> you know? I wish like all major contracts did something along those lines like if you're buying for like a more like a mortgage or some shit like that you know you try to take out a loan on a car you should get super drugged up and be like do i really want to sign my name to this and at that point yeah i was fucking hurting y'all all right because the shit was fucking in my, my sex life because like what happened what happened is like a, it's like a little bump coming out 
like out of your body. Like it, it kind of feels like a, a like a water balloon that you're trying to keep underwater, or a balloon you're trying to keep underwater, but the motherfucker keeps on popping up. That's a fucking hernia right there, y'all. And some people have them um, up in the abdomen area, um, or like in my special case, I had two in my crotch area, y'all, right above. So my testicles had some bigger brothers upstairs. All right. <laughs> so and the worst part is like with at the moment of climax and nutty and shit, it's like the motherfucker would pop out you know because <laughs> you can push this shit back in and stuff like this like this, these are all my problems <laughs> i'll just try to push it down with it and shit because that's all this shit is that's why our body's so fucked up the way it's fucked up it's our stresses of what it says like like let me out motherfucker you know <laughs> and we're like no i gotta make this 401k uh, <laughs> that shit that's why fucking uh, uh jobs give you such if you don't got like if you are full-time on salary and you ain't got good insurance uh, you're working at a horrible job, y'all. All right? You can tell that by that fucking crappy-ass insurance package as well as most likely one-ply toilet paper. All right, y'all? <laughs> that goes across any job. If y'all like fucking... Because uh, uh, think about it. That's your most vulnerable spot is when you're shitting. You know, that's us just trying to get rid. And it's like part of it's like the physical side. But another part... You ever like fucking being pissed off and like, oh, god damn, I'm going to choke some motherfucker out. And all of a sudden, you take a nice shit and you're like, whoo. Things ain't so bad. Ain't that right, Ric Flair? Woo! <laughs> you know? It's like, so you gotta, we have to be aware of that shit. Cause that's like a, between sleep and shitting, that's a lot of time we do, y'all. And like, and how many times have you had like a bad night's sleep? Or like, you just like have to like, you only got a 15 minute break. Cause uh, you still part time, motherfucker. All right. <laughs> so you're like, oh shit, like, I gotta plan this shit out. And you're like, oh what? Like, but the body's not supposed to do that. Like, you know, like now we got those little, like uh, those little step chairs that we have at the fucking uh, toilet right there, you know, to help us like shit better. It's like, oh my gosh, like what a, great idea a fucking stool to put your feet on you know when in reality don't, don't you ever trip out how we as a society we have to find some type of weird ass corner you know we, we always got to do like a little zigzag like a fucking rat in a maze and shit like i mean i gotta unload this cheese all right <laughs> and so uh, next thing you know like you, you finally found the spot sometimes there's a shitload of people all around there's like all all these awkward instances where you're like is he looking at my penis i don't know am i looking at his penis i don't know oh my gosh what the fuck if anything i believe every Every guy should have a dick uh, baseball trading card. All right, so <laughs> put your fucking dick up there. Put some stats, you know, stuff like some injuries that you might have accomplished. Uh, but that's the crazy part. And then we go, and then we like say we have to take a seat. We have to take a seat and shit. And I'm like, that's trippy because like, if like you ever be out in the woods and take a shit. Isn't that so like liberating? Doesn't it feel so great? But I like my ideal day, like shit these days, like fantasy shit right here, y'all, is to uh is to, is to fucking be butt ass naked in the fucking woods and shit. And all of a sudden this big ass bear comes over and be like, I'm get the fuck out of here, sucker. I'm fucking taking a nice one right here. And it's like, oh, so now since the surgery, I feel great, y'all. Uh, <laughs> I'm like, if anything, I wanna like cleanse my uh We'll do one of these cleansing, cause like you know, like what what got backed up and shit, cause you know, like that whole it went in my it was in my scrotum, like like uh, the doctor was all like, uh, you know, typically it take forty five minutes for the procedure, but uh, so much of your intestine was in it that it took an hour and a half. I was like, oh, <laughs> like God damn, I bet I could fucking do a lasso with that shit, you know? What's they say like the like the travel from your intestine is like like from the moon to the earth or some shit? I'm like, what the fuck? <laughs> like. How 
do you come up with this stat? <laughs> you know, you know, and I was like, fucking shit, exponentially, I could have really been fucking myself up there. Uh, <laughs> and uh, it was crazy part, cause too, cause when that fucking like, like that shit would pop up, uh, the first voice would like after I nutted would be Arnold Schwarzenegger's voice being like, "It's not a tumor," and you're you're like, I, "That's what I was like." You know what? I shouldn't be thinking these thoughts at this moment. You know, I shouldn't be able to like enjoy a pleasure of life and then all of a sudden be like, "God damn, can you get on a cop? Is he gonna fucking suspend me or some shit? What's gonna happen here?" You know? And so like uh, the crazy part too is like. Uh, you know, like I had the follow-up meeting just to make sure all the shit went well and stuff like that. And uh, I go to see the doctor, and like he's telling me, "Well, you're doing great. You know, everything's like looking good and stuff like that." And I was like, "All right, sweet." So it's a quick meeting. And then all of a sudden, he's like saying, "Oh, but I got one thing to say." And I was like, "What? The, what the fuck is this mean?" <laughs> like I thought I was on my way out. I, like you know, I thought I won the car. You know, <laughs> like like what taxes? All right. <laughs> and so like next thing you know, like he leads in. He's like, "Hey, uh, by any chance?" Um, are you on Facebook? Uh, <laughs> yeah, I was I was thrown back like that. I was like, what the fuck? Yeah, it was funny because he kind of leaned in and I was like, oh shit, okay. I, I should lean in at this moment because it's my physician, my professional drug dealer, uh, whatever and shit. And so like he says like, yeah, like, uh, can you like me on Facebook? And I was like, well, th I've never felt so connected to a doctor uh, like I at that moment right there. When your doctor's asking for Facebook likes, fucking society, we're fucked. <laughs> like what the fuck? Like we need some motherfucking likes and shit. But if anything, it's crazy. Uh, there's been a lot of likes on the True Hustle uh, Facebook side. Yeah, because we uh, we did uh, for the here at True Hustle Thursdays. Uh, you can check out every Thursday seven to nine. Thank you so much for listening. And we got over eighteen thousand viewers. Uh, and I was like, whoa, what the fuck? Like Fab told me that shit. I thought like uh, I thought I was just super high. I'm like ah, she probably meant like eighty. <laughs> You know, so it's like uh, it's crazy though, cause like this comedy shit, like like it, when people try and like uh, like like think they're gonna make money after two years, I fucking love laughing at that shit right there, cause like, <laughs> like motherfucker, you you you, uh, you gotta have passion for this shit, y'all. All right, if you ain't got passion, if you just try and tell some jokes, uh, you'll make a beer a, a great uh, what was that? Those toasters and shit, uh, chef mass toasters or some shit like that. Like, go do that stuff, cause that that'll make you happy, and you, you don't have to spend time in like crazy ass corners. Uh, to watch out with uh, fucking other comedians because they talk about STDs for a reason. All right. <laughs> you know, like, if anything, uh, doing comedy has made me super appreciate uh, my own family because of all, hearing the stories of all, everybody else's shitty families. Uh, <laughs> I'm like, God damn, my, my shit ain't so bad and stuff. Like, sure, we grew up across the street from a junkyard, but, you know, like, yeah, scenery, what about it? All right. Uh, <laughs> but if anything, though, uh, that was the crazy part too about growing up, like where I, because after like uh, I went to school at USF and I got a shitload of debt to prove it. Uh, <laughs> even though like I got a shitload of scholarships, because uh, I got there by running, y'all. I was a former cross country runner in, at USF. But yeah, former Division One man. Uh, so that's a very small percentage. So just letting you know, anytime a fight breaks out, I'm gonna run and get help. All right. Uh, so just letting you know. But then. Uh, it was just crazy, like seeing like uh, what like how you growing up differs from when you like you are actually growing up, and you're like, oh shit, like everybody, some people have picket fences, all right, <laughs> not chain leak, you know. And I was like, and you know, crazy part it changed about the ghetto so much. Uh, yeah, the whole gentrification starting to take place because I'm originally from South Central LA. A lot of people don't believe that though because I'm alive. Uh, and so um, next thing you know, like the gentrification as well, uh, fucking uh. 
Everyone uh, went from pit bulls to chihuahuas, y'all. Uh, <laughs> what the fuck happened to the heart of the ghetto? All right, you, you, they used to be ferocious and shit, and now it wants to just be look uh, furry uh, somewhat and shit. Like, I, like it, it, I, I always wanted to kick a small ass dog because goddamn it, uh, that's just how fucking frustrated we are there. Uh, if anything though, remember, um, hey hey hey, smoke weed every day, okay? Thank you so much. My name's been Anthony Medina. Peace. I think Anthony fit like four times as many jokes into his set as anyone. Anthony, I would definitely draft you for my fantasy shit league, no question. Make some noise for Colin Meehan. All right, let's keep it going for all the comics. Let's keep it going for Anthony. I also have had a hernia before, and uh, it's not fun, let me tell you that. Let me just, uh, guys, you know what I love? I love, uh, oh, fuck, all right. You know what I love? I love musicals, right? We have any fans of musicals here? And coming to the Stormy Daniels Memorial Auditorium, the stirring, empowering story of the Cook County Women's Prison during the Roaring Twenties, the smash musical, Bob Fosse's Men Are Bad. Men are bad. Men are bad. That dirty, rotten bastard didn't know what he had. Men are bad. Oh, so bad. It was all downhill, starting with our dads. Hey, Judy, why are you in the slammer? I killed my husband with his own hammer. What did he do? to deserve such a fate I caught him making plans for our anniversary date really yes bomb bomb with the house girl Rosie wah, 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 wah. Ooh, men are bad <sighs> and now <laughs> thanks and now sir Michael Caine for Pharmacon hello I'm Michael Caine now let me ask you something are you depressed are you afraid to go outside? Do you think the walls of our reality are being torn asunder and that demons from beyond time will pour out and feast upon our innards? Then you might suffer from a disease known as perceptiveness. Symptoms of being perceptive include looking around, noticing and understanding the world. Fight perceptiveness with booze. You know, uh, I, uh, it's, it's really important to write what you know for comedy, right? That's why I have a new song I'm gonna sing, as my intro song. It's uh, just writing what I know. It's, it's like some kind of, it's like a show tune. I haven't really worked it out yet, but it's like a, I'm terrified, I'm terrified. I hate public speaking and I hate being disliked. Uh, I'm terrified, I always ask myself why, oh why do I do it every night? Um, I think that would probably bring me pretty close to the audience. Uh, intros are so important, aren't they? <laughs> intros are just super important. You gotta come out there and make a great impression on everybody. <clears throat> All right. Uh, people, uh, I'm sorry. Sorry for the persona that I was just doing. That was a, that was a character I was working on. Kind of an energetic kind of, uh, kind of a comedian who's energetic. Uh, you know, as a comedian, you have to have a lot of characters at your disposal. And, uh, you know, it's kind of, you know, it's kind of, you know. Uh, <laughs> All right, folks. Uh, let me just, uh, I'm just going to come clean here. That, uh, the little didactic kind of guy I was doing, that was, uh, that was a character I was working on. Um, 
kind of the guy that like, explains things in a really condescending tone. Uh, hey, hey, folks, uh, hey, 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 folks, hey, I, I, I want to, I just want to stop right there, full stop, and say, you know, I, I'm really sorry about all the fucking stuff I've been doing. That's, those, are, those are like some characters, right? You got to have a lot of characters when you're a comedian. Eh? Hey, I, I'm sorry, lassie, don't you understand? Those are all characters. And that was a character? I am so angry with you. Oh, <laughs> oh I'm, so, I'm stripping away everything, people. This is, this is the character that, that's most close to my real personality. Oh, God. Oh. Folks, folks, I, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to deal with all that. Everything I was doing was just characters, okay? And uh, I think coming up here and saying that uh, really exhibits a, a lot of character. <laughs> hey, you know, uh, what, uh, what the dickens is going on with uh, this Trump guy, right? Uh, you guys heard about Trump? Oh, Donald Trump? Trump says things, I think that's the next one on the list there. Uh, oh, you know, what's a tender? Uh, what if, yeah, yeah, Trump. All right, uh, you know, what if, what if Trump says things that no other president could get away with? But what if, what if, what if other presidents said the same things that Trump said? <laughs> other president, what if George W. Bush uh, said, did, said some of the things Trump said? Uh, hey, uh, uh, of course, uh, Crazy Mika and Morning Joe came to my place and said some stupid things. <laughs> yeah, she wanted to come into my Mar-a-Lago club. I said no. She had her face all cut up with the, she was getting some kind of work done. I said no. He <laughs> <laughs> couldn't get away with that. I mean, uh, what if Bill Clinton, what if Bill Clinton tweeted out something like Trump, hi, uh, <laughs> Robert Pattinson, I remember, uh, don't worry about breaking up with Kristen Stewart. <laughs> Once you see the gals over at the Miss Universe pageant, <laughs> you're going to wish you never dated her. <laughs> I think Bill Clinton could never get away with that. I mean, he, he would just been out of there, right? Or what, if, what if Barack Obama said the things Trump did? Oh, that's what that noise was. It was my timer. What if Barack Obama said the things that Trump says? I think he was saying, uh, um, I moved on her like a bitch. And uh, they let you do it when you're a celebrity. So I, uh, I grabbed her by the pussy. <laughs> Barack Obama. <laughs> Other presidents. And, uh, you know, here's, here's one last thing here. Um, we now take you to a recording studio on the Sunset Strip in the 1970s. All right, uh, Paul, CV, let's uh, take one. Ebony and ivory live together in perfect harmony. Side by side on my keyboard. Oh Lord, why can't we? Uh, excuse me, uh, Stevie, Paula. Uh, we're getting some complaints. People don't really like uh, the terms ebony and ivory. They'd like you to change it. Oh, all right. Let's uh, see what we can do here. Oh, let's try this, Stevie. Bew, 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 bew. Off white and slightly darker live together side by side. And why can we? I don't get this. Uh, uh, sorry, Paul, uh, Stevie. Uh, people aren't really going for the uh, slightly off white and uh, slightly darker. Uh, we, they need to, uh, just some bad feedback. We got to change that, okay? Oh, all right, let's see if we can do this here. Let's scratch something out here. All right, Stevie, let's go. Bew, 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 bew. Indeterminate color on the spectrum. 
and indeterminate color on the spectrum. Live in delighted times and not spewing invectum. Side by side on my piano keyboard. Oh Lord, what's going on? Uh, oh, excuse me, Paul. Uh, we need to change that again. All right, all right, hold on a second here. Oh, pew 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 pew. Pew, 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 pew. Simply having a wonderful Christmas time. Hey, what's going on, Paul? Simply having a wonderful Christmas time. Somebody stop, Paul. Simply. My God, ah! Simply. Well, stop him, stop him, oh my God. Simply. Windows burn it. All right, so guys, I don't really have an ending for that, but it's kind of funny, huh? All right, thanks a lot. Uh, You've been fine. Oh, I've been a character the whole time. Am I in blackface? Make some noise for toothbrush. Those are my ninjas. Damn sleepily. Man, how can I have all this, man? How can I have all this? Well, give it up for the musical comedy. That's great. I can't pull out this. Anthony Medina, shit make a whole lot of sense now. I understand. You got a lot of scholarship, you say, for running? And you from South Central? First is the person in the South Central. We'll give it up for him. <laughs> I used to live in the South Central. And uh, like, the only people who's running is like running away from police. Yeah, he, he's the fastest one. He probably never got a coat. <laughs> only people you see running in the South Central is a criminal. Running away from police. So that's what he was. Well, got your degree for that. <laughs> Crazy. Um, did you guys have a moment that if I was wrong, I don't want to be right moment? It's only me. I had that like four years. It wasn't like a long moment. Uh, I had to call, call out my friend, my best friend who I grew up together. I had to call him out he was gay. And he denies it. He wear, I mean, miniskirt, makeup, bras, and everything. Hold on. And he still tell me he ain't gay. <laughs> if I was wrong, I don't want to be right. <laughs> that was a moment I had. And he still says, yeah, we can have a bromance moment to still have, we could still have it together. It's like, no, man. I mean, you my born and everything, but we ain't gonna have like a bromance moments no more. Like, you know, I'm gonna call you like from now. I was like, you're my homegirl. <laughs> the problem is that he's rich, ridiculously rich. You know, you know what that rich people do? Or well, if you are rich, you know what you do. <laughs> you buy shit. That you don't need. That's what he roll with. Because I could afford it. You know, like a double snap and everything. Because I could afford it. 
Ain't no gay. What <laughs> the fuck is wrong with you? We boys. Well, you're my homegirl. You can't say you're gay. Get the fuck out of here, man. We grew up together. I know how he is. Man. It's hard. It's hard. Because I know where he eats ice cream on a rainy day. Rainy day like this, he always wants to get some ice cream. Like, he got like a weird way to eat the ice cream, man. Look at you and seducing you and shit. Like, we ain't even talking. Don't look at me. Look at that way. I want a bromance. <laughs> Get the fuck out of here. That's a moment I had. Uh, speaking of gay, I'm cool with gay people. You be gay, be gay. I'm happy for you. More girls for me. Shit. Statistically speaking. But like, I guess like somebody read write the Bible. Like back in the, about like 10 years ago. Like, you know, uh, Christianity is not cool as gay. But like now, like a gay church is all over the place. Like pastors are preaching about like forgiveness is beyond the rainbow. Uh uh, double snub. <laughs> I'm cool with gay people. You can't judge. You can't judge. You can't judge. <laughs> you can't judge. I mean, we ain't hanging out. <laughs> we ain't hanging out, and uh, you can't walk behind me. <laughs> That's the only rule we have. You can do whatever you want. My homeboy, homegirl, he can't walk behind me, checking my ass and shit. No, we can't do that. I'm peeping through the window. I just parked my car outside a building. Yeah, I'm not supposed to park there. I almost had a fucking San Francisco moment. <laughs> I like, couldn't find a parking. Like a park way out there, like a 20 minutes in, and get an Uber to get to your destination. It's horrible, man. This city is horrible about the parking. I hate it. But anyway, I've been toothbrush. Thank you, y'all. I, for one, cannot wait for Toothbrush's leather special. Your final comic before all the other comics that'll come after this comic on the other thing is Aritya Shankar. Hey everyone, sorry to keep you here on this lovely, lovely night. Uh, uh, so I guess one of my goals this year was to start, uh, start reading more. I don't know anyone else. I feel like that's a goal of mine every year. Um, it's been going all right so far. Uh, do you guys know those signs on the road said stop? It's like wild stuff. That's why people are, I guess that's why people are honking less. I don't know. Uh, no, but I did have this kind of upsetting experience on the road the other day, right? Um, I'm driving along, I hit this intersection, I let this other guy go ahead of me. No acknowledgement from the guy, nothing to just say thanks, you know? I mean, it was a self-driving car, but still, there's gotta be something, right? Something to just say thanks. 
Uh, that's why I'm not really buying this whole like self-driving car phenomenon, right? Until this thing can adequately give someone the finger when they blow through a red, I'm just not buying it, right? Like, it's not happening. Like, my, my transportation of choice is Muni, right? I'm a big Muni guy. And I don't understand all the animosity towards it, right? I feel like everyone's always like, uh, every, everyone just hates it, right? And, but I also feel like everyone's just trying to maximize their productivity, productivity these days. Uh, like, even during your commute, you should be, like, conquering the world, right? And do you realize how much you can get done on a three-stop muni ride? I mean, I finish a season of The Wire, teach myself Mandarin, and then forget Mandarin before I get to work every morning, you know? Like, the other day, between Powell and Montgomery, I saw a receding hairline. And it's not that I saw a guy with a receding hairline. I mean, I literally saw that hairline take a step back, you know? Like... If physically aging on your commute every morning isn't productivity, then I don't really know what is, right? Because now you can just check that box off for the day, right? Aging. Done. And when you look around on the train, you can kind of always tell, like, who reads those productivity self-help books, right? Because it'd always just be that gunner who's, like, taking his morning dump on the train, right? And you're like, come on, man. I mean, this isn't Bart, you know? Like, come on. Uh, I think that was the name of the book, though, right? Like... How to Win Friends and Influence People While Pooping on Muni. I think that was the book, right? No uh, Dale Carnegie fans here? No super fans here? And <laughs> Max? <laughs> yeah, no. And if you're sitting there saying, oh, come on, people don't actually poop on Muni. Well, you've never been on Muni before. Uh, so I'm from the Boston area originally. Uh, like most people from the Boston area, I don't, I try not to take our sports teams too seriously, you know. I'm very calm, cool, and collected about it. I mean... Like, do I occasionally watch Tom Brady highlights instead of porn? I mean, sure. But it's not like I cry myself to sleep at night when the Patriots or Celtics lose, right? I mean, I have some self-respect, right? I mean, I just don't sleep. You know? I don't, that's what I don't understand around here, right? The Warriors will lose a game, and people will be like, all right, well, better get back to my unicycle sharing startup. Just like, no emotion, you know? Be a little sad, right, for my sake. Oh, do we have any uh, big coffee drinkers here? Anyone? Yeah? Coffee? Yeah. Sometimes? Yeah. Uh, I, I am. Well, I was, I guess. I've been trying to wean myself off recently because I'm just running out of material for these break room conversations, guys. Like, one can only say so much about the snow quality in Tahoe this year, right? Like, oh, yeah, Jim? Snow quality hasn't been great this year? Yeah, okay, Sean White. Like, you gotta, I can't. I just can't do this anymore. At least... I gotta say, to, uh, in Jim's defense though, at least those people are like trying in their conversation, right? Better than the guy who just lets you know what day it is, right? Like, wow, I cannot believe it's Tuesday already. <laughs> yeah, like, now that guy, that guy's following the current events, you know? Like, he is on top of the news, for sure. And then like Garfield, right? He like went ahead and like fed everyone this idea that Mondays are the hardest day of the week. and. I gotta respectfully disagree with our 20th president on that one, you know? Like, Wednesdays are the hardest day of the week because on Wednesday, you're gonna walk into that break room and your coworkers are just gonna bombard you with their like deepest feelings and emotions, right? Things like, wow, it really feels like a Friday to me. <laughs> and that just, that's some heavy stuff for 9 a.m., man. Like, I'm gonna have to finish my coffee before I can address this. Um, got on a couple of dating apps recently. And all my friends were telling me, you know, make sure you're, make sure like there aren't other people in your photos, your profile's not confusing, right? So, you know the mystery box for Mario Kart? Like you hit it and you get a random item? 
I replaced all my photos with images of that, you know? Because at least, that, I feel like that's a lot more enticing than a photo of this, right? Because at least then the girl's thinking, come on, please be a blue shell. Please be a blue shell. And then they end up getting this. So it's a big disappointment. Uh, and then my friend said, Make, like, just be transparent in your description, right? Don't like, just be an open book. So I wrote, not monogamous. Because yeah. I feel like you gotta be ogamous to be monogamous, right? Like, what's the word for I'm sitting on the bench, you know? No. Uh, I think I'll wrap it up there, guys. Thanks a lot. I love adding kill myself to the end of to-do lists. Please donate. That's the mic. Thank you. Thank you for listening to Radios. Are you tired of swimming through a sea of podcasts? Are ye on a raft without a patter? Well, gather around me, sea dogs, and get aboard me pirate ship as we set sail for the seas of Mutiny Radio.fm. From there, you can captain your own pirate ship as you sail through over 44 different shows for all of your listening pleasures. They've got live comedy to small business advice, LGBTQ-friendly to sports, vinyl to gutter punk. MutinyRadio.fm has the best programming the Internet Ocean has to offer you. I bet my peg leg on it, or I ain't scurvy shit-faced McRat. <laughs> Hey everybody, listen to the Weekly Review with Roman every Friday from noon to 2 p.m. This is an unapologetically anti-capitalist program. We interview community organizers, activists, and artists. We talk about ways you can take action right now. So listen in to the Weekly Review every Friday from noon to 2 p.m. brings you visual and auditory mind control. For the best graphic design, physical merchandise, and live music promotion, go to www.subliminalsf.com and check out their hilarious t-shirts and super cool bands at clubs and bars all over the Bay Area. Subliminal SF creates amazing flyers, posters, and design for every need. So go now to www.subliminalsf.com and experience what this wonderful local business has to offer. Good evening there, my friends here at MutinyRadio.fm. Chester Cashcock here, and giving you my love and regard as well as movies over there. And uh, I just wanted to let you guys know that any time I go swimming in my vault of rare coins and piles and piles of filthy cash, I can't help but listen to Pamtastic's Comedy Clubhouse every Friday from 8 to 10 p.m. I mean, if anyone who knows anything about comedy knows that Pamtastic's books the best of San Francisco and Beyond's Underground 
Underground Comics. It's a great showcase, and they have a fun time at Pamtastic's Deep in the Mission District, where you can laugh off your tushy for a mere $5 every Friday to 10 p.m. And I laugh because $5, I mean, that's what I use to wipe my tushy with. So to laugh it off for a mere $5 is indubitious. But if you can't make it to Mutiny Radio, well, don't even worry. Don't fret at all. You can simply download the podcast post-show and giggle in the comfort of anywhere. Like your Aspen summer home on the mountain ridge with the kayak feeling. So then all you got to do is just go to podcastics.pcrcollective.org slash comedy clubhouse. Or you can listen live every Friday from 8 to 10 p.m. as your host Pam Benjamin brings you the best comedy from San Francisco and beyond the universe. And what's better than the universe? It's a cash cock, honey. (laughs) Well, hello, boys and girls. You know what a password is. That's a secret word that soldiers would use to get past the sentry and up to the front. Well, here's a password that gets you up to the front in all the right places. It's cannabis energy. It seems the faster you go, the more cannabis energy you need. So if you want to win, you have to have lots of cannabis energy. And the swellest way I know to get it is just by using Green Army Skincare. Boy, they're just crammed full of cannabis energy. There are more cannabis energy units in one lip balm tube than you use circling the base ten times or when you ride your bike four miles across the city. And it's fast acting. 